Hey guys, welcome here to what was known as the Scott Wyatt Podcast. It is now known as the Scott Show, and we are uh, debuting this week on iHeartRadio. And uh, Father's Day is tomorrow, which is the Sunday before you're going to be listening to this or seeing this. And uh, so I got my dad here, Scott Ferris. So uh, happy early Father's Day to you. Uh, Thank you, son. And uh, so basically uh, what we're going to kind of do is just kind of uh, some people may know that we played together in Midwest mm-hmm. Avenue and had for years, yep. but uh, let's kind of just go back to the beginning and uh, oh. maybe tell me uh, when did you first get into music? I know when, that, uh, and how did that start? I was about third grade, well, or so, and my brother Jeff had a, he played drums in uh, fifth grade school band, and so I just started beating on his drum, and that's how I got started on that. And, yeah. And he tried to teach me guitar, but my fingers just don't work that way. I don't know how they do it, but <laughs> they do it anyway. <laughs> there is, actually, I remember as a kid and at different times, I remember there is one song you can play on guitar, which is Wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> barely, barely, barely. Oh, no, I just, I just stick to the drums. That's easier for me. And yeah. I picked it up and been doing it ever since. So, well, I remember seeing some pictures that Grandma had of you playing the drums in in, in your bedroom. You had the drum set yeah. in there. Yep. So yep. what if you had to pick like say like two or three bands or artists that you were like say learning from or playing to? Who would that be? Oh, Kiss for one. Yeah. Kiss. Me. And oh, probably some other ones that you know you haven't heard of like vandenberg okay uh they were back well they were big back in the 80s um oh and just a lot of old stuff like mixture like bobby goldsboro okay um some ray stevens just whatever kind of rock and roll stuff you know was popular back then but uh anyway uh no i just I, I took lessons in school, and most of it is just learn. Like marching pa- band type stuff, Mar- like school I, band? I was in marching band. I was in stage bands, like hmm. uh, played at uh, uh, basketball games and stuff like that. And and uh, did a few high school dances back when we had, I've been in lots of bands, of course, you right. know all that. But, what would you say um, was like, if you remember, like, what would you say was like your first gig? My first paying gig. Yeah, well, yeah, paying gig. <laughs> My first paying gig, I was uh, I was in seventh grade, and I played uh, eighth grade dance with my brother Jeff and Jack Steggy. And, Jack Steggy yeah. plays with Off the Wall at uh, yep. Springfield right yep. now. And, but uh, I, that was my first pl- uh, paying gig, you know, and we played there and went... Uh, North Green and Winchester eighth grade dances, okay. and I just been going. Play, going ever <laughs> since. You know, how much did you make that first gig? Sixty bucks. Six. Dang, yep. was it, that that was that's not a bad deal. No, but we had to play Barry Manilow, so I made it, <laughs> so I made him pay me more. <laughs> Barry Manilow, holy yeah. smokes! I haven't heard any of his stuff in yeah. ages. Barry Manilow, and don't plan on it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was it was a good time. Uh, life on the road back then was a lot different than it is now. Yeah. I used to have to ride in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> with the equipment. 
any, any, any way to get there, right? <laughs> yeah. So after, like, say, like, high school and stuff, mm-hmm. wh- what was your next? Was you in two for the show? Two for, well, before I, that, you were... Flat, I was with... Uh, Flatland, Notorious Nightcrawlers, and, and then Flatland? Yep. Uh, and a band called uh, Just Good Friends. Okay. With uh, Mark Longmire. Some with Mark people, Longmire? Some, some people might know. Hey, him. shout out to Mark Longmire's son, yep. Patrick Longmire. Uh, actually, I, he just sh- sent me a message uh, last week. Uh, asked me, uh, hey, are you still doing your podcast? I'm like, yeah, I took three weeks off because I just moved into a new house and all that stuff. And he said he listens to the show. Uh, why is yeah. that work? So, uh, yeah, Mark, our uh, Patrick, our dads uh, played music together. That's wild. I yeah. did not know that. Mark's a super talented guy. Yep. Yeah, we used to play over in Greenfield there a lot. That, of course, that was when you were really little. Yeah. You know, so you probably wouldn't remember that. But uh, now I, I played in just about every local band around the North Green area. You know, I right. mean, at least once. Gotcha. And I fill in for, you know, other bands if they right. need their drummer happen to fall down. Well, Flatland, yeah, they, Flatland. That's how they got a hold of me, and I started playing with them. Is Danny Henry, their drummer at the time, was sledding and broke his collarbone, so oh, he couldn't play for a long time. Yeah, it'd be so, kind of hard to play with a broken collarbone. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, it, it, it's impossible. You can't do it. Trust me. But uh, anyway, that's how I got playing with them and. Uh, just playing kind of, you know, with whoever and, you know, whatever kind of music it is. I played, filled in with doo-wop bands, you know, <laughs> back years ago, too. You know, they'd say, hey, you know, and then I played with two for the show, of course. That was one of right. my, that was one of my biggest highlights. Right. Well, kind of explain to the folks that probably don't know uh, mm-hmm. that listen to this or are watching here on YouTube. Uh, what was two for the show kind of like uh, in a nutshell? They uh, well, if anybody remembers the Gong Show, which was back in the seventies, and uh, it's like a talent show, kind of like American yeah, was, Idol before American yeah, Idol type thing. Yeah, it was yeah. made out in Hollywood. It was on TV, you know, and uh, the band actually won the Gong Show. And I think that they won a trophy, a dirty sock, and a check for $342.13. That was that was the prize that they got for... That sounds like for, a hell of a deal, if you ask Yeah, to, to drive all the way from right. Illinois to Hollywood. I probably know. barely even covered gas in the hotel it took and they, for the they, t- they took a hearse out there. <laughs> they drove a, rented a hearse from a guy and took it but and so two for the show was at, they, at that time was a duo they were tri- no they were a trio they were a trio and then it became a full-on band after that didn't then it? they became a full-on band yeah and sadly one of the guys that was with them uh on the gong show it passed yeah, away, it passed yeah. away. Yeah. and uh so of course then they hired in new people jeff mm-hmm. allwood scott kirk which i graduated with and we ran around best friends together. He played drums, I played drums. And uh, then one day he just happened to call me and said, hey man, you want a job playing with two for the show? <laughs> I was like, sure. He said, he's got a, he had a job down in uh, Myrtle Beach. Okay. And doing sound. Oh, well, he, was, he, was, he was running sound even back then? Yeah. Oh Scott, man. Scott Kirk yeah. was. And so That's I wild. took I his place in, in two for the show, and uh, 
I traveled with them for five and a half years all over the United States playing with uh, different stars and, right. and you know, different uh, venues in Branson and stuff like that. Yeah, so, now, Branson, weren't you guys like the house band for... Or no, you 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 played in for you were the backing band for uh, Barbara Fairchild. Barbara Fairchild, that's right. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually wasn't, but they were before I started. Okay, I got but you. But we were we were real good friends with Barbara Fairchild. Right. You know, she every time we'd go down to Branson, we'd catch up with her, and and we got to see her uh, theater as it was being built. Oh yeah, in and, Branson. Yeah, in Branson. Wow. And um, we got to got to meet. Oh, we went to the grand opening and sat right in the middle center stage. Tony Orlando. Oh yeah. A lot of people might remember him. Uh, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Right. Uh, he sat right behind me and and um, the platters. I. Yep, I know, I know who the plotters are. Yeah, they they were an old old uh, Motown group, uh, so got to meet them. Got to meet a lot of stars down there, and it was good. good it was a good, exciting time, you know. But yeah, you guys had a big tour bus too, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. we had. A, yeah, we got the uh, <laughs> record for going the farthest out in a cornfield in Wisner, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. We 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 jumped about we were in there about thirty feet in oh, a, in, a, in a forty foot tour bus. So <laughs> so we were, yeah, that bus was huge. We were flying, but yeah, it was a nice bus, nice tour bus, you know, like what you see the big stars. Yeah, you know, they had two living rooms in it and everything. Well, you so, guys, I mean, that, I mean, I would say that two for the show was a huge success. I oh, mean, yeah. you guys, yeah. I remember going and seeing you guys as a kid, you know, and you guys, mm-hmm. I mean, those. Big crowds every yeah. every time. I mean, yeah, we played quite a few big venues. For some reason, what always stands out in my mind was the Milton Corn Festival. I'm wanting to say, was that ring a bell? Oh, Milton, yeah, Milton, yeah, yeah. Is that what it was called, the Milton Corn Mil- Fest? Okay, yeah, yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was a Milton Corn. Maybe Fest. I remember it because the, you guys did record the whole live show, and you guys in had front the, of the, bus. the tour bus behind. I, I maybe because yeah. I watched that a lot as yeah, a kid. That, me and Josh did. My cousin. That was a practice. Uh, Actually, it was on uh, some students from the, uh, oh, what do you want to call it, the um, theater mm-hmm. crew down in Carbondale at SIU. It was a project for them to come up and record us, and then they put us on oh. their college TV station and the radio, college radio station, you know, down mm-hmm. there. and. Uh, and we did a lot of the Jimmy Dean country showdowns, right. stuff like that. And it was just a good time, you know. Heck yeah. And but five <laughs> and a half years, I got tired of yeah. all the traveling, and I'm not really tired of it. It just I had enough. It can, yeah, you know? it, it happens. But so after two for the show, what was yeah. the next thing after that? I'm trying to At, think. After that was, was that TNT. That, was TNT and the Dynamite Cowboys, yeah. yep, with Tim and Tammy Welch. And we were the house band over in Taylorville. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville North, wasn't it? Nashville North, yeah. And we opened for, well, I counted uh, 86 stars right. over there. And our last show was with Charlie Daniels. We did two shows with him 
That was our last time playing, and they closed it down. Yeah. For those guys that don't know, just give you a little context to uh, Nashville North. It uh, was in Taylorville, Illinois, which is near Springfield, and Mm -hmm. they had, uh, like, a lot of big country acts come through. I remember Keith Urban, Marshall Tucker Bain, you said Charlie Daniels, Mm -hmm. Loretta Lynn. uh, Loretta Lynn. There was tons of people. So, I mean, it was a country music venue, and... uh, it was a fun place to go see uh, shows. There wasn't a bad seat in the house because the floor was like uh, tilted, I guess, or set up at a slant. Like a yeah, like a movie theater yeah. type type venue. Yeah, it held it held. Uh, no, I think it was like seven hundred and something people. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty good size. I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was. You didn't wasn't a bad seat in the house, you right. know. So, but. But anyway, that we did that for two and a half years, and then it closed down. Right. And um, then, well, then me and you. Yep. And Josh and. Yeah, that would that would put us about that time about, frame. To well, to to, to put a ribbon on TNT and Dynamite Cowboys, I want to kind of get get oh. your thoughts on this really quick. Uh, another player in. Uh, TNT Dynamite Cowboys was Jake Clayton, yep. and uh, at the time he was a pretty young guy, but he played like yeah, over 20 he was eight, instruments. Yeah, 18. 18 and played 21 instruments, yep. I remember, was kind of the promo. He'd play anything with keys and strings. Yep, and he's uh, down in Nashville, he's doing his own thing, got solo records out, and he's also, uh, he's just uh, on the CMT Awards. What do you think about that, him backing up Tanya Tucker? Uh, it's amazing to see him on TV, and I just talked to him on the phone, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, Hey man, I just talked to that guy. You yeah, know? I just talked to him on the phone the other day. You yeah, know, he's a pro, man. I tell you, heck well, of a player. And he gets out there and he, he went down there and did did it all on his own. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he he got his he pushed his way in and got in. So, yep. as well, they say, actually, the, the, uh, the the cream rises to the top. You know, yeah. his talent yeah. speaks for itself, and it's oh yeah, he's he's very good. He just recently. Uh, just a side note here. Uh, there's this girl, uh, Carly Driftwood, who I met at a songwriter's round, and uh, she recorded her album with him. And I think that Jake played most of like all the stringed instruments. All, all and all yeah, yeah, he was. And it's and it's a fantastic record. So if you guys yeah. want to check out some new music, go check out Carly Driftwood. Too Mean to Die is the album. Yeah. And, uh, or check out uh, Jake Clayton. Yeah, Show Me State uh, of Mind is his new album that just came out. Yeah, his first album was called uh, Kicking Up Dust, mm-hmm. and that's a good song. That, oh, it, yeah. It just amazed me what he does, you know. The thing that fascinates there, so. me about Jake, I mean, not only he, he's a fantastic player and singer, but he put out some instrumental. I think he put out a whole instrumental record mm-hmm. some years back, and I was very interesting. You don't see that, like... I don't. I don't ever really see a lot of artists doing that anymore. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of cool to see. So I mean, Jake Clayton, check him out too. He's got tons of great stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. And on a lot of the big hits you've heard on the radio, he's probably been one of the ones playing the strings on it. So yeah, yeah, he he's played with. Uh, Oh, was it Jimmy Wayne? Yeah, Jimmy Wayne. He, and, he actually is the one that stole Jake from TNT and the Dynamite Cowboys. Yeah, because we were doing a show with him. Yeah. Over I thought that was the Oak Ridge Boys for some reason. Uh-uh. It, it, it was Jimmy, Jimmy Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was doing that was back when he came out with those, that song. Uh, Do you believe Ray, me now? Pa- oh, pa- oh, Paper, Paper Angels. Angels. Yes, yeah, that was, and that oh, was that. his big song back mm-hmm. then. And then um, they asked Jake to get up and play fiddle with them. Yeah. So he did. He got up there and played with them, and then got to talking to Jimmy Wayne afterwards and. Jimmy Wayne asked him if he wanted to go on the next tour with him. 
So it's an easy answer. So, <laughs> easy answer. Yeah. So Jake Jake took off, and of course at that time we we had the old Red Barn, right? Like an which Opry, is a, which is an Opry, a family Opry, you know, just yeah. popcorn soda, just a good time, you know. And uh, so he was actually playing both places. He'd go to Nashville one weekend and when he could or whatever, right. and then he would, you know, uh, come. to play at the barn or do shows with us so burn the candle at both ends he was he was <laughs> he was burning a lot of gas but at that, at that time uh, he was probably still living in missouri at yeah the he was time still living in yeah. uh mexico of Oz. of Oz, yeah but um yeah it's been i've been been everywhere pretty yeah, much I know. seems like but I, I enjoy what we're doing now, though. Yeah, that's that's, what yeah, that's kind of what we're getting to. We'll kind of just right. uh, hop along a little bit throughout yeah. the timeline. Uh, like you said, after TNT, then uh, you and Jeff, are my uncle, your brother, right. my cousin Josh, his dad, uh, we all formed the original lineup of what is Midwest Avenue. Yeah. And uh, our first show was at a... I think the first live performance we did was at one of my high school chorus concerts. Mm -hmm. I think that we set up in the corner of the gym yep, there. Sure did. And then we kind of evolved from there. I mean, doing a lot of we did a lot more originals than we only did. I would say maybe three or four covers, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, because we did we did a whole CD at that point. I had a whole CD, remember? At yeah, that point. yeah. It's it's actually that I, was I, all your songs that you and Josh had written. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, unique. So, the EP. Yep. Uh, it's actually on, I put it up on, it. it's on all the streaming services, just kind of so people can go back and check it out. There's one song that you didn't leave on there, though, that I wanted you to. Oh, the infamous, the goalie, the I goalie, bet. The goalie, yeah. Yes. I tell you, I still cannot, <laughs> I, I've looked through all my CDs, I'm going to have to go through my mom's again, try to find that song and put it out, because people would get oh. a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. That was just like a comedy song that me and my buddy Matt Seats <laughs> wrote, <laughs> and, it, and it's in my hometown region it's pretty infamous and uh, uh, people still remember it to this day it's hilarious it was one of the un, un, uh, <clears throat> untitled tracks it wasn't even listed on the track listing <laughs> if you listed the whole cd and you got to that you uh found a pot of gold <laughs> yeah, that was the last song and it, but it wasn't on the the set list like right I said, the song list but we recorded that ep with uh everett bug at yep. his uh, home studio in the big city of hillview illinois yeah. And uh, Everett Bug is super talented and successful in his own right as a musician and artist. Uh, super, I mean, he can, I know he plays more instruments than the guitar, but he's a heck of a lead guitar oh, player. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's is. Probably, he's one of the best around. I, yeah. I agree, big yeah. time. And yeah. uh, Well, he's he, he was raised in a family. Right, the Bug family. The whole, the whole family played instruments, and they had the Bug family opera, and yeah. you know, it was all brothers, uh, sister-in-laws, you know. Um, and they kind of brought that back. It's still going now in a different location. They're, but They're kind of switching around now. They're, yeah. they're yeah, they're. But they've uh, kind of kept it alive throughout the years. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and they, and they all, a lot of them still play. I mean, there's, I know there's Everett, Marty, Scotty, Connie. Yeah, Connie, um, Brian. Brian, Nikki. Yep. Um, there's probably more, and I I never uh, met or ever heard Everett's dad play, but I hear that he was oh he was super a talented. good good steel guitar player. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the best ones around too. Yeah. But and they traveled a lot back in the day. Sure, too. yeah. Well, they actually called me back when I was in. I might have been a freshman in high school. Uh, he the dad called me at home. 
and asked me if I'd play a bar up in Root House because <laughs> they didn't have a drummer. Well, of course, Dad, you know, Grandpa. <laughs> right. Nope. You're not going to. And I was like, oh, man, come on. Right. I said, here, you talk to him. So Dad talked to him. Dad says, absolutely not. You're not playing in no bar. And you're probably sitting there thinking, like, if there is a chance, yeah. come on, give me the, yeah. let, let's do this. <laughs> but it didn't happen, so, yeah. but. Well, Neil say it worked out, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we uh, did the Midwest Avenue stuff as the, me, you, Josh, and Jeff. For a while, we did shows at the Great River Road Opry, who yep. the Bugs operated, mm-hmm. and uh, ran Sound 4. And uh, then after that, things kind of fizzled out, I think, whenever... Um, I think, well, Josh moved. He got a job, the, yeah. his job and then yeah. moved. And yeah, uh, we had John Nicola come in and play bass. Right. Super talented guy. God rest his soul. You know, he passed away some years back. And uh, Robert Douglas even set in on some harmonica. And he's another talented dude that uh, from the area. Oh, yeah, from Hillview. Yep. Heck of a showman. Great yep. stage man. Well, and I was also in a band with him. And right. Sam what B. was that band called? Easy Money. Easy Money, that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. You guys played a lot. That yep. was actually about the same time period because mm-hmm. me and Josh came and played like one of the songs that we wrote with mm-hmm. you. And I think Tim uh, subbed in on bass, your bass player. Oh, Tim Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then after yeah. that, I think Midwest Avenue kind of, I don't remember like kind of really what led to the fizzling out of it. Because there was never like a true end yeah. to it. I think yeah. it just kind of was me and Josh growing well, you up. Got and, L and you got to doing some of your solo stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were busy doing that, which is great. That you're, was a wild you're, time. You're doing, you're doing <laughs> fantastic. Very proud of my son right here, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I appreciate very, that. Very, very proud. And then we'll see what it might have been. It was right. Well, it w- would have been in about 2009 when we went on the USO tour and came back from that. And... Uh, I started like trying to put together a band mm-hmm. and it was me and you and then I we got Steve Vincent uh, James Beaver Hopper and uh, Nikki bug at the bug. time yeah. yeah she uh yeah so that was the that was the band for a while and then Nikki ended up getting pregnant with twins and well, Nikki is a yeah. small girl and getting pregnant with twins I think she she Played every show she could, even on bed rest. She was sitting on the stool singing. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. And, well, uh, well, it started, it's kind of a funny story, really, how this all happened. It's all guys, and they <laughs> only had one girl singer. Yep. And it was originally supposed to have been Megan Hedinger. Yep. Is who Scotty got to start as our female singer. Yep. Well, before we could actually start a band, she got pregnant. <laughs> so... Therefore, she couldn't play, you know, couldn't sing. So we got Nikki. Then Nikki got pregnant. (laughs) And everybody's going, what in the world's going on with your guys' band? And then by that time that Nikki was out, then Megan had already had her baby. So then Megan started up with the band as she was going to be the original anyways. Yeah. So it's kind of wild. (laughs) But then once Megan joined, it seemed like we kind of started gaining more traction. Right. Because we had played... Maybe eight shows with Nikki, and then when our Megan joined, we started. That's when we started doing the stuff with like Macomb, right. and did the country showdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and won several of those. Yes. Yeah. And one thing I, uh, that was interesting that popped up on my Facebook timeline was it was seven years ago today 
that we played a show at Cruisins to uh, uh, in Farming uh, on Farmington Road up in Peoria, Illinois. I don't know if you remember that place or not. It was the first show where, uh, well, Megan, two weeks prior to that show, she had decided to quit the band, and we were kind of like, what are we going to do? Oh, And then okay. so we learned a whole bunch of songs, and it was my first time literally singing all the songs, because at the time, where Megan was with uh, Midwest Avenue, I maybe sang two or three songs, and she sang the other mm, 85%, yeah. and Steve Vincent sang one or two. And uh, by this time, Steve Farmer had joined in on bass after Beaver Hopper had left. Mm-hmm. And uh, Farmer's still with us today. He's, uh, he's, yep. he's as much as almost as like a key to all this as yeah. you know, we are, it feels yeah. like to me. Sure and, is. Um, but then I, I remember that show just distinctly in my mind because it was a lot of pressure. Because mm-hmm. the first time I'd ever done that, like a three-hour show it, and sang and all, all the songs. An all-guy band, yeah. yeah. It With was, having a female singer, it really opened up a lot of doors. It did. And, of course, helped you with, you know, you didn't strain your voice yep. as bad. <laughs> and as as they, the years later would have come, whenever we were burning, what, playing three or four shows every weekend. Oh, and my goodness, yes. We were busy. Yeah, I mean, we played. I, I had an old calendar. I was looking at all the dates and stuff that we had to play. Yeah. And, I mean, it was every, like, every weekend it was booked for mm-hmm. years. And we had a lot of fun times. Oh, yeah. Is there any shows from that time period? This is about the time period that we released uh, the Red Wine EP that a lot mm-hmm. of y'all know about. Um, is there any shows they, or times in that time period that stand out to you? Yeah, when we went to Champagne, <laughs> And we, we stayed all night in Champagne. Are you talking about the time that we played where nobody was there besides the truck driver? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, and then we played the table afterwards, remember? Yes. You guys playing guitars and I was beating on a table. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Because people showed up afterwards. Yeah, there's a few people. Yeah, literally we played, uh, it was was a a thing they were running on Sunday or Saturday night, something like that, called Boots and Booze at the Canopy Club in Champaign. And Canopy Club's a huge venue, so it was, it was a nice yeah. place to play. Yeah, it was a nice And place. so we get there, we start playing, you know, and, and there had been promotion, but all the college kids, <laughs> this was in December, I think. Yeah, it was cold, Wintertime, and mm-hmm. the, uh, there was no uh, nobody there because all the college kids were uh, on winter break, you know. And there was one guy, I still remember the cycles yesterday, he was setting up the bar at the very end on the right because that bar was kind of long. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I, I was talking to him on one of our breaks. He was a truck driver in town, but he was from Decatur. So we played in Champagne, and nobody showed up. It's like somebody from Decatur. <laughs> yeah, but, but we'd stay all night at yes. Farmer's, farmer's yeah. brother-in-law's house. Yep, it was a, a kind of just an empty house, uh, not it really was, furnished or anything. No, we had drywall and all over. Cots and, and uh, air, air mattresses. Air mattresses, yeah. <laughs> oh, we stayed up all night laughing. I, 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 that was probably one of the nights I yeah. laughed the hardest I ever had in my life. Well, and then on our way back, it started snowing. We knew it was. Or no, that was that that was that wasn't the same time, but that was a champagne that show as well. We we played at a place that's now closed called Memphis on Maine, and okay. I, um, yeah, there, it was a, just a double bill. We were like the first band on. We played a two-hour set, then there was another band on, and they were calling for like massive, massive snows, and I think. You and Vincent were riding together, yeah. and Farmer was staying in Champagne. You guys were debating we, on it. No, you, we stayed on line. You guys stayed on line. We stayed on line, and I drove got, back. Got up, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't stay. I drove back in my Ford Ranger with rear wheel drive, and from Champagne to my hometown of Whitehall, it took me. 
I think I got home at like six in the morning. It took me like eight, nine hours to get home. I was driving 10 miles an hour. Couldn't see in front of me because the snow was so high. I drove along and used like the uh, ridges on the side of the road. <laughs> that's supposed to like wake you up when you go off the road. That was what I was hitting to keep me going in, in the, the area. Yeah. <laughs> well, Vincent, we drove all the way from from Champaign, and it we started hitting some real heavy snow about Springfield. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was uh, the worst part of that, from yeah, what I remember. Yeah, and that, and then of course heading on down towards Whitehall, it's just deeper and deeper and deeper <laughs> until there. I mean, there was road, there was cars off the road everywhere. Yep. Well, Vincent, of course, and we were in that van, and he was just plowing <laughs> through, man. If, if the cars were sliding off the road, he'd go right on through the middle of them or whatever. Yep. Well, he gets drops us off in Root House, where I lived at the time, yeah. and uh, he, oh, okay, well, I'm this close to home, no big deal. He gets about halfway in between Whitehall and Root House, which is only a three-mile stretch yep. for anybody that knows the area, and uh, he got off, he slid off in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> he made it. We made it all that way, and then he finally I, slid off in the ditch. I think I remember yeah. him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Had to get pulled out. But. I tell you that van of Vincent's. That uh, was it. Well, a quick shot to Stephen Dale Vincent. He's got a new record out right now called "What a Journey." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a former player of Midwest Avenue and one of the. Cut. He, I mean, he's a he's a cousin. Cousins. Yep. Yep. Is he, is he your first cousin? No, second? he's my second cousin. So it'd be my third cousin. Yes. Yeah, but he's like a brother to us. Yep. He has a brother to us, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's no longer with the group. He's doing his own solo thing now, doing some putting out some Christian music and some great stuff. So be sure you go check that out too. Just want to give him a quick plug here. Stephen Dale Vincent, "What a Journey" is the album, and it's out right now. Yeah, don't miss it. It's a good one. I've heard several songs yeah. off of it. And uh, but that van of his. It's been uh, everywhere. All all the shows that we played. I mean, no, I know that van went everywhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Try to think of if there's any other things that. Really, I mean, I could we could I could probably go on and there, on about. There's all kinds of funny stuff that w- that happened to us. Right. We, we played that one time, and uh, we we're supposed to be playing at the uh, concert in the cornfield. Oh yes. And we got everything all set on up the there big in Jacksonville. Stage. We were pumped. Yeah. yeah. And w- it was. Uh, who was it? Je- was it supposed to be playing the big name? Was it Jane Dur- Jane Gr- uh, Jane, Jane Deer Girls, Girls in Thompson Square? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we got all set up, and it was looking cloudy and stormy, and sure enough, storm came in. Yep. Well, we ended up. Scotty made a few phone calls, and we ended up playing a bar in Root House. <laughs> we did. We, we tore all our stuff down, loaded it all back up, drove all the way to Root House, yep. set back up, and then played three hours <laughs> at, at a bar in Root House. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't, wasn't all bad. We still got know? a little something out of it, yeah. a lot of fun. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, there's... I still, for some reason, always pops in my head is a, a lot of the Hamburg, Hamburg, Illinois shows at a place called oh, The Palace. Palace. <laughs> Always just a why. I mean, it, it's the most like inconspicuous looking place. You would be like nobody. Like it, you wouldn't think of it as a popping place, but at night if there's a band, nine oh. times out of ten it's going to be a uh, just a great time and just packed. Yeah. And Calhoun County has always been good, good to a good yeah. place for us to play, and yeah. have always been super good to us. You and know, another bar that we played at a lot was called uh, the Sportsman, 
and it had a nice big stage right yep. in the center of the bar to where you could walk all around the band, you know. You're talking about there in Hardin? Yeah. The, on Main Street, you mean? Yeah. Well, it was it Main Street, be... yeah, it's sports, uh, Sportsman. Okay, was yeah, that was, uh, that lot. I remember that, That's, that was a cool Main, stage. Main yeah. Street, yeah. But, yeah, we played over there in Calhoun and several different places. Yeah. We even did the... Uh, corner. Yeah, the, yep, the, corner, the, the corner tavern. The corner tavern. Uh, Big John's. That's what... Yeah. That, yeah, Big, Big John's, John's Corner Tavern. Yeah. Big John's Corner yeah. Tavern. Yeah. Shout out to Big yeah. John, if you're watching. But, <laughs> but yeah, so Midwest Avenue, uh, we ended up uh, kind of just uh, going our own ways uh, there after a while. And uh, then I started doing a solo thing. Uh, you've been uh, playing at uh, with uh, at the church. The church. It's a band called. Uh, it's a country 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 uh, gospel. Is that right? Gospel. Yeah. yeah, country gospel band called uh, um, Crossover Country. Yeah, that's right. Um, and if you want to look it up, um, it's under Gates to Glory Ministries, and it's a, a family owned and operated church uh non-denominational you yeah. don't have to wear shorts flip-flops whatever <laughs> right. you know um but we play music there every sunday morning and um but church starts at 10 and then on the first sunday of every month we do an afternoon show from three to five right for people that want to come and there's there's not a sermon or anything it's just just country gospel music yeah. and if we you know we've been trying to get this guy <laughs> here up there to play maybe in a couple of weeks once all this yeah craziness <laughs> of moving in gets yeah, through so you got a lot on your plate now so <laughs> but but we're still managing to get out there. Yeah so then we kind of basically what happened I've been playing a lot I've been I did my solo stuff for a while as Scott Wyatt as you guys know as we've talked about early on in the well maybe about 10 episodes back of like doing a stage name uh, Scott Wyatt because my real name is Scott Ferris Scott Joseph Ferris as I went as as solo <laughs> artist in 2009 and this is my dad he is also Scott Ferris does it ever weird you out that I used a stage name it's like people are like who, what is it? Did anybody ever like ask you, like, what's Oh, that? yeah, what's the deal? Does Scotty change his name? <laughs> I'm like, not that I know of. Right. It's just like I said on the podcast, well, I did a podcast solely on that because I knew it, right. a lot of people had asked me sure. that knew me personally, you know, from yeah. Whitehall. And uh, it's like my, my our last name, P H A R E S, is so, I mean, you probably heard it all your life, different pronunciations. Oh, yeah. And Thousands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, what's something simple? And so I was like, you know, uh, the funniest one was P. Hairs. Yeah, P. I, I still hear that sometimes. <laughs> P. Hairs. Yeah, and so I used a stage name, which White is my grandma's last mm. name. And you and her are both the reasons I like, got interested in even trying this whole music thing. So, because she pushed Elvis on me. And then, right. of course, you were in bands like, growing up as yeah. I was a kid, you know. You always listened to us in our basement. Yeah. When, well, I was in. Uh, Notorious Nightcrawlers, yeah. We started that band. I, it was I with Jim Grissom and Jim Wolf Fisher. Grissom. And Wolf, Wolf was in that too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kurt Hall. Kurt, oh yeah. Heck Fish, Jim Fisher, mm -hmm. and me. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember you guys practicing down there and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yes, that's, and then, yes, yeah, so and then fast forward, I was doing my solo stuff, uh, playing some shows at this nice place in Jerseyville uh, called George's. 
and me and you hadn't played together in some years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, uh, I don't know how the conversation started, but anyways, you end up I'm having him come up and play drums, and me just on acoustic guitar at George's, and it was like we never even missed a beat. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, just keep it on going. You know, all them years playing, I think, with Midwest Avenue, when it, yeah, we, we uh, just well, one of things. And I think it's in the blood, too, because... Yeah. Because I can automatically know what he's going to be doing. Yeah, it's I've never met and another drummer that could do we, that. So we kind of have this brainwave go, <laughs> yeah. goes back and forth, you know, and, right. and it's a lot of fun. I, I have a lot of we have a lot of funny times up there. Don't oh yeah, we? yeah. Even that's the thing about like being in a band and up, up on stage. Uh, there's a lot of things that happen on stage that the people out there watching don't even have a clue of what's going on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fun. It could be its own show. Maybe I'll figure out a way to catch the banter or something on stage. You know, yeah. <laughs> but we kind of just kept uh, going, moving forward with that and doing some more shows together. And uh, then I kind of with start throwing. We had the Midwest Avenue reunion show, show in November of last year, 2018, which is a big. Oh, success. huge success. I couldn't yeah. believe the turnout. It was yeah. uh, fantastic. And I kind of sure. put the idea in my head, I don't know if it did for yours, to maybe, hey, we still got something here. Right, right. And uh, so we kind of kept st- on rolling. Well, we still do have something going on. You yes. Know, whether it be me and you playing. Yeah. You know, and really, George's yeah. is like one of those venues that uh, it's a small stage. Yeah. They're, they're basically... Just wanting like a one or two man yeah. type show. Yeah, the stage isn't big enough to hold no, it more it, than that. But it, it works out. Like oh, yeah. a lot of the, I, I've I've had people tell me, you know, it sounds like it's a full band up there. But I think that kind of comes from our experience of playing together for so long. We're able to make it sound fuller than what it is. Yeah, you can you can do some of the bass stuff, yeah. and I follow with my my bass drum and. Mm-hmm. And it fills fills it out. Yeah, it, well. it doesn't sound too it doesn't sound off or anything. Hard. So yeah. So then I got contacted about playing. A mid, uh, they wanted to hire Midwest Avenue to play the Fourth of July celebration, the Fourth of July blast in Jacksonville, Illinois. And I'm like, you know what? We're gonna get the band, uh, the uh, Midwest Avenue, the full band, going back again. We're having our first practice next Saturday mm-hmm. um, to get ready for this. And uh, so we decided to go full on and full in. And we're going to start releasing new music. We uh, just released a new single this last Friday called Cowboys Say Goodbye. Uh, it's already uh, charting well with the streams. So thank you guys for checking that out. If you haven't, go check out Midwest Avenue, Cowboys Say Goodbye. It's a new single. And we're going to be releasing a new single again here, another single here shortly of an old song that was originally a Midwest Avenue song, but we never recorded it, Night Roads. And I end up recording it as a, uh, during my solo project, so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting because they're, they're two different versions, really. Right. I yeah. mean, the same guy singing it, but it's got different feels to it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how Night Roads, this, how the folks that have heard it before, uh, dig the new version. It's uh, to me, it's more southern rock than the other version. Yeah. So I'm pretty yeah. interested to see where that goes and. We got another single that'll be out after that, and uh, eventually we're going to put out a full record, but we're going to put some singles out there, get you guys uh, in on what we're doing, and uh, we're booking a ton of more shows, and so we're going to be out there, and we're going to see you on the road real soon. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to close it up here and go see everybody. All right. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Love you, man. All right. Love you, too, and uh, thank you for joining in on the first episode of The Scott Show here on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. 
And uh, check us out on Spotify as well. The Scott Show is streaming on there as well. Or on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got for now. This is my dad, Scott Ferris. Thank you for your time. And uh, no. we'll catch you all on down the road. Have a good one.